You're listening to the Create More Good podcast, a place where we can explore the hidden gems among us and look at various ways to overcome some of the barriers in creating more good right where we are. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Create More Good project. This week, we have Maya Elias. I hope I nailed it. Um, People are always messing up my last name, so I kind of try to nail it when, you know, I'm talking to someone else. Um, But Maya here has been doing some really awesome work in the personal brand space. And I really wanted to share her story with her, you guys, and really get into a little bit of what fuels you. So welcome to the show, Maya. Thank you, David. Thanks so much for having me on. So I kind of want to really jump in and say, what got you started down this path? You know, was it, you know, a life-changing event or something that just kind of struck you out of the blue one day? Um, Well, I've always really, really been into creating graphics on the computer since I was like 10 years old. Um, So I started designing professionally at 18, and that's when I started my web and graphic design business. And I really, really just loved kind of getting people's business ideas and creating websites for them or creating flyers and graphics. And I worked with a wide variety of people. And then as I got better as a business owner, I realized that working with a wide variety of people wasn't smart at all as a business owner. I really needed to narrow and target my audience. So I started working um, more with like purpose-driven entrepreneurs, so primarily coaches or consultants in fields like finance and fitness and health. And I, I realized that I really enjoyed working with those type of people. So I would create um, branding and marketing material for them, but I realized that the business aspect, they did kind of a poor job with it. And after seven years of designing, I was getting frustrated with working with people who just focused on the pretty part of branding, who only focused on the visuals and, you know, I want this, I want this part of my website to be flashy or I want, I want my flyer to pop. Like they weren't really concerned that much with their audience as much as they should have been. They were so concerned with the pretty part. So after about six years in, I decided, I decided to start consulting because I had been blogging um, more seriously for maybe about eight months at that point when I started consulting and coaching. And a lot of people just really struggled with the business aspect of um, just running their business because they only focused on having a pretty website or just looking pretty, which I'm all for, but I'm primarily for serving an audience and making sure that, you know, people run a business that is built on the foundation of purpose. So I taught people Um, how to run their business. And then as of July, 2015, I stopped designing fully and became um, a coach full-time and and sold informational products. So that's how I transitioned from a web and graphic designer to a brand coach. That's a pretty interesting journey. Um, I totally agree with, you know, the fly and flashy part. Uh, The past 10 years, I've worked with all sorts of brands as well. And from large to small, the most common problem is that they're so set on features or really looking good that it just kind of comes across as an empty shell um, when right. you're trying to do things from a you know a branding portion and when they can't build a community around that and they wonder why you know their competitor next door is doing much better and then they go back out and spend more money in 
try to get more you know up to date with the business versions of the joneses i would say um and it's a completely cycling right. problem right right a lot of people they focus so much on looking good rather than actually being good and that's why they don't last very long so in going forth what has been um the biggest aspect or inspiration that you found that has created good in your life and in your business? Well, I think I'm just really inspired by the way I'm able to help people. I feel like I didn't realize how much power I had as, as a coach and just as somebody that people look up to and just being able to see other people's businesses and lives transformed um, just from simply having a conversation with me or reading my blog or just following me as a brand has been really amazing. I love to see that other people want to do good in the world. And I love that they look to me to help them, to help them achieve that goal. Um, something that inspired me uh, recently, actually almost a year plus ago, now that I think back on it. Um, I thank the guy for, I think, sharing something on online um, and it later blossomed into kind of like this odd mentorship relationship. Um, and the one thing that he said to me in response to the thank you was the day you realize your creative power, um, you'll be able to accomplish a lot of good in the world. And it, it's a random thing to say that, you know, someone saying thank you. Um, and I was just kind of like, okay, that's kind of like the nicest thing someone has probably said that was completely random. Um, and it kind of even led into me, you know, pursuing my second book. Um, the first one I kind of was writing about exploring as an introvert and building your personal brand from, you know, a very hesitant point of view, um, especially in such a hectic world. And when he said that, and, you know, what you just mentioned, it kind of brought back up, we all have so much creative power, um, that we don't really, I guess, realize it. So, you know, in your journey, like what was something that you struggled with the most, I guess, in terms of your personal transition from, you know, going to mainly designing to kind of helping in coaching and consulting? Yeah. Um, well, I think you make such a great point, though, because I feel like we do all have a, a power, but a lot of people aren't even able to tap into it because of their struggles and they don't want to overcome them or they're they're just too scared. Really, honestly, my biggest journey, which is outside of the business aspect, and I think this goes with a lot of people, um, they can't pursue things in their business or personal life because of some personal struggle. And my biggest struggle for me was when I was still in college and running my business. And because I am first generation American, my parents are from West Africa, me graduating from a university was such a big deal to them. And it was really, really a struggle for me to try to please them and please myself at the same time, because I knew that I didn't want to be in school. It was something that I kind of looked at as a hindrance for me running my business full time. And it was really hard to try to balance um, trying to be in school full time and try to balance running a business full time. One or the other was going to slack. So that was really, to be honest, my biggest struggle as far as being a business owner. Now the transition from brand design to brand coach, it was, it was difficult just because anytime you switch careers, the processes and the strategies are going to be different, but that's just something that's natural and you have to deal with. And it wasn't something emotional. It was just something more so like, you know, technical, like, okay, well, what do I just need to re figure out my day to day? 
but more so the emotional part of my struggles had a lot to do with just being okay with upsetting somebody else in order to make sure that I had to fulfill what I knew I, I was meant to be doing. It's pretty powerful. Um, I was talking with someone earlier and one of the things that came out was being comfortable with who you are to really pursue your passion. Um, and that comes out in, you know, what you're saying as well. And so similarly, um, when you look at your greatest success, do you think you've already reached that moment or that there's a lot more in the unknown that you could do to create more good? And you know, how does that work in fueling you to get out of bed in the morning? Um, oh my gosh, I don't even think that I've tapped into my full potential. I think I've only scratched the surface and it's crazy to think about because I feel like I have done so much um, especially in such a, a small amount of time because I learn so quickly and I implement and execute so quickly that I see results really, really, really quickly. But I just feel like there's just always so much more for me to be doing. So whether it's making more money or reaching more people or, you know, starting new projects or adding more to the business, whatever it is, I just always feel like there's more that I could be doing. And that's something that just kind of drives me and fuels me because I'm always waking up for something. It's not like I have a specific goal, I reach it and then I stop. It's just always ongoing. So even if, you know, a goal is to hit like a monetary amount in one month, but then I, I think about, you know, what am I going to do once I reach that goal? How can that goal really help me continue to serve my purpose? So like I like to use money as a tool to continue building my business and continue serving other people, continue helping out my own family. Again, because I am first generation American, I, I have a lot of family that I haven't met or that still need help in different countries. So I'm just always, you know, trying to make sure that even when I reach goals, I'm using those goals as a tool to help other people. Well said, well said. So in that, I kind of pulled um, a really great theme in doing something for a purpose bigger than yourself um, and kind of using that and the available tools to really extend your mission, extend, you know, what you vision, you know, yourself to see five, 10 years from now, um, and kind of using that as a way to look beyond just the step that you're on and, you know, further, you know, down the road to what you could possibly do. Um, but then pulling a little bit from what you said earlier, being able and flexible to adjust to the things that happen in kind of maybe a spur of a moment, for instance. Um, so I really like that. really like that. Thank you. So what aspects, I guess, in terms of staying positive and, you know, being able to execute on things quickly so you can get those results, you know, even quicker, um, have been things that you struggled with the most, um, especially in changing your process from one day to the next? Um, just really being open to change and being okay with not being in control because that's always been one of my biggest struggles or biggest straw, uh, biggest, uh, weaknesses. I mean, um, and really just my biggest opportunity for growth is just realizing that I cannot control everything. I'm very much so a control freak. So it kind of scares me, um, and intimidates me when I'm not really quite sure what's going to happen next. So I've been working on personally just 
being okay with not being able to control everything and just, you know, adjusting when something doesn't go my way. So even before we hopped on this interview, I was recording some videos for my course that's going to be launching in a couple of days. And I had to keep re-recording the same segment because um, the focus kept coming out unclear. My, my image was blurry and it was really frustrating and I really just wanted to stop doing it. But it was just kind of like being able to take, sit back and take a breather and realize that this is going to be okay. Like a week from now, this isn't going to matter. Tomorrow, this isn't going to matter. In five hours, this isn't going to matter. So just really understanding that the things that you allow to control your emotions, they're not really as big of a deal as you make them out to be. So true. Uh, reminds me of an article that I read this weekend, and the guy was saying that we place a, a lot of focus on things that don't matter. What someone's wearing, what they're eating, um, all these little things that five, ten years from now, or even when we're on our deathbeds, would be things that we may end up regretting that we spent so much time doing. Um, and even personally, I've struggled with that as well. I think it's a side effect of being a very high-functioning creative is to want to control everything. Um, and so learning, especially in having a tiny human to call my own, that it's very hard to control each and every aspect. And that sometimes when you kind of just let go and you know see where that moment takes you, that you find yourself... Uh, learning something new and experiencing a joy that you probably wouldn't have if you were trying to keep everything in your set control. <laughs> right. Exactly. I can totally agree with that. So, yeah. So I've been really kind of, you know, digging through some of the articles that you've read um, or written, actually, and that I've read. And I really like how you're very transparent with that. Has that been, you know, something you've also struggled with or has been... Um, kind of easy for you to really share and do um it's always been really easy for me to share so maybe that actually has kind of been of a struggle because um I think that maybe I struggled with oversharing and just being able to dial back whereas other people kind of struggle with not sharing enough so really just being able to find that balance but um I've always been comfortable with sharing just because I've, I've just been confident with who I am in even confident within my struggles. And I realize that it helps a lot of people. So I'm always trying to be as transparent as possible, but also trying to make sure that I'm sharing relevant information and not too much information so that anything that I'm sharing transparently is in relation to what my audience really needs from me. Exactly. That is, I think one key thing that a lot of people from especially the personal branding aspect is, they get advice that they should share often. Um, they should share things people really like to see, you know, behind the scenes. But they miss out on the fact that a lot of the things that are shared may not be relevant to their particular audience. So they do a lot more damage to their personal brands than they are really helping. Um, and it kind of goes back to the quality of what you're sharing versus quantity of it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So... I really like the article you kind of wrote back, uh, I want to say it's back in September, about um, your health as an entrepreneur. What have been some things that you found really easy to implement into your day-to-day -day schedule? Or what are some things that you wish you could be doing better? 
<laughs> oh man, it, it's definitely a daily struggle uh, when it comes to my health because I even had had to get a health coach just to kind of like hold me accountable. Um, the biggest struggle is, is that I have an obsession with my business and it's, I put all of my time into that. So everything else kind of slacks, like my physical health, my mental health, my emotional health, my, you know, the relationships that I have with people. It's, I'm, you know, sometimes because I'm so obsessed, there's an imbalance, which imbalance is not healthy at all. So if there is things that I could change, it would just be to, you know, be more intentional about how I spend my time. So, and that's why I've been really, um, I guess, intentional about how much work I'm putting in. So now I'm putting more effort into paying people to do things that I don't need to spend hours doing if I can afford to have somebody help me with it. So that way I have more time to just relax and take care of myself. But now there's another imbalance where it's like, I use that extra time to like, sit around and watch Netflix all day instead of going to the gym. But recently I've been kind of just like, I'll relax and then sometimes I'll go to the gym and then I'll try to work on my eating. So really just overall trying to find that balance that works for me, works for my business, works for my body, works for my relationships and that I can do consistently. That reminds me, one of the things that I picked up was gardening. Um, And it, it sounds a lot more intensive than, you know, just putting some seeds in a pot. Um, growing up, I always kind of would help my mom with her rose garden. Um, so I decided, okay, I want to have at least one rose. And then I was like, hey, I like to cook, so I'm going to have, you know, um, some basil. And I was like, oh, my cat, you know, instead of buying catnip, I can get some catnip. Um, and so it kind of just expanded into like these things that all have a different perspective and you know requirement for how they should be handled Um, and by doing that I kind of allowed myself to really slow down and take in the full nature of the creative process Um, how that first seed starts out whether you're planting you know a new herb for your garden or you're growing you know something like a rose that requires a lot more pruning so you know when it comes to a business you're pruning something back to focus a lot more of growth in another area um so that was like one of the things that i really kind of used in my i guess health assessment um then of course trying to exercise more but that's a whole different story (laughs) yeah but that's definitely a good point just you have to, I guess, grow things and treat things differently in order for them to manifest and grow the way that they're supposed to. So in creating more good, um, what is one area you feel that many entrepreneurs could be doing a lot more to help further that kind of along? Um, I think it really just always goes back to your why and always goes back to purpose. Um, just making sure that Everything you do is intentional. And I think this is why I love strategy so much because strategy is very intentional. It's very purposeful. Um, Strategy is always about doing things for a certain reason and not just wasting time doing things just to do it. And sometimes people start businesses because they think they're supposed to do it or they start blogs because they think they're supposed to do it or they graduate college because they think that's what they're supposed to do. And I think that if people were more intentional about what they should be doing with their lives, they would realize that they're always really supposed to be serving others um, and they can still do what they love as they serve others. So it's really just about 
finding a way to discover what your passion is and combine it with your purpose. So that way you're doing what you love to fuel your energy, but you're serving people and, and helping to fuel them as well. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so you go through all this, you're creating something, you know, with a purpose, with passion, and you hit that level of, you know, success that, you know, things are starting to fall into place, you know, systems are going the way in which they should. Um, what do you recommend to, you know, entrepreneurs and solopreneurs at this point in the stage of their career? At this point, they're probably getting comfortable and I would recommend that they do something that scares them. So the two scariest things that I've done in my journey have been dropping out of college and transitioning to coaching full time. Um, just because I got so used to uh, pleasing my parents. So doing something that was kind of like against what they wanted was extremely scary. And I got so used to, you know, getting a consistent income and having endless clients as a designer to trying to figure out how to make an income as a coach. So every single time I hit a plateau or a specific level of success, I tried to leave that space of comfort and try to grow in different ways. Cause I knew at that point that um, I wasn't impacting as many people staying in a comfort zone. So anytime you get to this place where you're like, oh, everything's going right, <laughs> you kind of have to push yourself out of there. Like, what can I do to challenge myself and really stretch myself and also continue to help more people? I like that. Um, I always find that when I get comfortable, for some reason, I get a little bit scared. Uh, there's something that goes off in the back of my mind that this isn't going to last. Um and then I find myself going out and doing something crazy like skydiving, for instance. Um, and that really puts things into perspective. It's actually very peaceful jumping out of a plane, um, despite what many people may think about it. Uh, <laughs> but it's one of those things that, you know, when you're looking at something new you want to accomplish, um, and if you don't have intent from day one and why you even started in the first place, then it could be really easy to get comfortable and say, you know, I finally made it. Um, and then little things like ego start to come in. And next thing you know, you're not really at that level of success anymore. Um, in your beginning. And then you end up, you know, feeling lonely and like, oh, no one likes me. And then you kind of realize that, yeah, you know, maybe you should have approached that a little bit differently. Right, exactly. Because once the ego taps in, then... Again, you get comfortable, you stop putting in as much work as you used to, and then people start passing you by. And I think it's one of those things that as when you're looking at a personal brand or even a business brand, um, it gives you a great amount of edge in being able to stay relevant um, in a way that is very fitting to a per another person's lifestyle that may be intaking your information because you're treating your failures and your successes quite equally as just another you know, story or chapter in your total journey. And so it really gives you that chance to not limit yourself or hold yourself back from truly accomplishing something great. Absolutely, yep. So rounding out our interview here, which has been awesome so far, um, what, what are you getting into? What can people kind of expect from you coming up soon? Um, well, right now I have a couple more days left in the launch of my new course, Master Your Market. So by the time this interview comes out, that'll probably be closed. <laughs> um, 
I'll be relaunching my other course, Blogademics, which is primarily for beginners, people who want to get their blog up and running and start driving traffic to it. And people can really just expect me to keep coming out with amazing content, better content, and revising the, the things that I already have out there and just seeing more quality things for me and just ways to continue serving, whether it's through free courses and free workshops and free webinars, or if it's through paid courses and books and informational products, whatever I'm putting out there, whether it's free or it's paid, I'm always making sure that I'm serving a purpose and that I'm doing my the best to help people um, discover what they should be doing with their lives. Awesome. And so last question of the hour, what is one thing you'd recommend to the audience that they can do right now today to help improve the good in their life or their business? Well, they can do something that um, is going to take them to the next level because I feel like in order to really do good for somebody else, you have to really take care of yourself. And I think people assume that in order to be a blessing to somebody that they can't put themselves first. But I feel like taking care of yourself first is really a prerequisite to being able to be a blessing to somebody else. So my suggestion is to figure out what it is that you want in your life. What is it that makes you happy? Because your positive light is going to be um, something that you can shine on somebody else. But if you don't have that light because you're neglecting your own emotions and your own needs and desires, then you're really not going to be a happy person. So do something that really fulfills your desire today. Well said, well said. Well, Maya, how can people find you on the internet? How can they get in touch with you? They can find me at mayaelias.com and I have a free 30-day branding challenge on there that they can sign up for. And I'm all over the internet at Maya Elias. Awesome. And for the listening audience, this will be in the show notes for you to grab as well. Maya, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. A very awesome conversation. And I'm really excited to see what you're coming out with next. Thank you so much, David. I really, really appreciate it. I think this podcast is awesome. Mm -hmm.